up next on Inside Champ Car, Glazed and Confused. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. He's Bill Strong. Glazed and confused, Bill. That describes my high school years. I thought you said blazed and confused because that could go either way, too. Yeah, well, I'm in L.A. That would fit. That could fit <laughs> me really well. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, glazed and confused. If anybody wonders how I got to be this manly man, glazed might have something to do with it. Um, and I'm not talking about ham. Uh, w- welcome to the show. Ham? Ta- you said ham? Ham. Where? Ham. Ham, 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 ham. Oh, it's spam. I could use a Christmas ham. That'd be so good right now. <laughs> a little spiral cut, honey baked. Yeah. yeah. Todd. Todd. My dad sends me a ham every year. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Todd. Todd Burris. Have an, another Todd. Todd, so I have to ask you. We, we, we start with two questions. We start with one question, but I'm going to start with another question. Are you familiar with, with, um, with George Carlin? Yes. Have you seen Boys Named Todd? Yes. I'm so sorry, but it is one of my favorite bits of all time. <laughs> if, if anybody, he probably, uh, grow, he probably had to grow up with that. Didn't he? I'm sure he did. <laughs> if anybody's never seen George Carlin, boys named Todd, follow that up with uh, baseball versus football, and that will make you laugh for the rest of your lives. Todd Burris, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Sorry for the fun and frivolity off the top, but we like to get things going with a bit of laughter. Um. And a question. We ask the same question every time. Have you watched the show? No, that's not the question. But if you have, you know what's coming. How did you get messed up in this crazy sport that we all love? Oh, well, <laughs> 1996, decided I wanted to do something. 1997, decided I wanted to go racing. Um, and it kind of went downhill from there. Just uh, any background in racing before that, or just you, 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 that was just out of, out of a whim? You decided to go racing? And you just jumped into IMSA? And... And, well, no. All right. So a little bit of background. So I uh, grew up flying remote control airplanes. Okay. Um, it was in, from an early age. Um, pattern ships, actually. So big, huge, six-foot wow. um, long airships uh, that flew pattern and got the good, good eye-hand coordination. Um, started flying airplanes myself, um, built an airplane from scratch called the Acro one and, uh, flew aerobatics in that. And then got out of that cause that was crazy. Um, and then decided, you know what, I think I want to go racing. So, okay. uh, would like to try it. I won a three day road racing contest at, um, uh, this third, um, third scale Indy card thing, a three day road racing thing and went to road Atlanta for a three day road racing school for SCCA met a guy named Tom Fowler at OPM Motorsports in 97, I think. And, uh, um, you know, so 96, 97, 98, we ran ITS and Hondas and Accords and CRXs and Osmobile Achivas. And then, uh, you know, took off into the Miata world. You, you and I must've crossed paths because, um, um, Tom did work on my car. I was at did. CNN at the time. And, um, and I was running a Honda, a yellow, awful, slow Honda Civic, and um, and and Tom was the guy. OPM was the Honda guy at the time in the Southeast. If you wanted stuff done, if you wanted to go fast, you go to him. So I'm sure yeah. we crossed paths. Usually, no, yeah. I'm sure you passed me is what happened many, <laughs> many times. Just and I and I went goodbye. Here's another OPM car that's not mine. 
That's right. Um, that's good stuff. So yeah, people, good. when people talk to us about racing, they think we're nuts. But if you're doing acrobatic airplanes, no, you've got a you've got a different screw loose than the rest of us. Um. Yeah, I had a pretty hairy couple hair raising experiences um, doing aerobatics and airplanes, and okay. uh, said, you know, need to find something on the ground. Yeah. Racing. Wait, you weren't in the airplane flying it, were you? I was. I was physically in the airplane flying it. Uh, we fly over Lake Lanier out of uh, Peachtree Cab Airport. Sure. In Atlanta, Georgia. And How we, come we, I was thinking you were flying those little airplanes with the strings attached and you do those? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. These so are, they were real ones. They were real ones. And um, yeah, uh, like I said, grew up doing aerobatics with remote controls. So why not do it in real life? Oh, I miss that detail. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> so, yeah, when you're you know, doing inverted eights and right. prop and doing all kinds of fun stuff and screw up a couple of times. You say, you know what, kind of land and walk away. So I did and then found racing and um, yeah, you know, got blessed. Uh, 2003, we started racing uh, spec Miatas that turned into the MX five global cup and did really well. There raced a bunch of good guys, Jim Daniels and Jason Saney and Eric Foss Mark Viller, Todd Lamb, we beat a lot of those guys and then went IMSA racing, got an IMSA ride with Piper Motorsports and BSI Racing and um, Irish Mikes, Hoover Speed, raced for a bunch of different guys in IMSA for about uh, 14 years, 14, 15 years, and then Global Cup for about nine years from 03 to 13. And usually was um, bring back a car better than I bought it, better than I got it, um, which pleased the uh, the owners. and. Mm -hmm. And was just blessed, did really well. When did you switch from Hondas to, to Miatas? Uh, 2003, uh, we got rid of the, I had an Oldsmobile Achieva, a Kermit. Um, it was a quad four dual overhead cam, SCX, badass car, really yeah. cool. We had a CRX, Tom and I did, and we won the uh, ECR series back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on ITS, I think, or ITA it was. Sure. And uh, the Accord was ITB. And when we hit the Miatas, all that kind of went away. All the Honda stuff went away, and Tom kind of gravitated towards Miatas. And then I got involved with BSI with uh, Miatas, and then the Global Cup thing came right. around in 04, 05, 06. And then we went to the uh, NDs. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it turned into Miatas and, and uh, some BMW stuff, and then TCR stuff and WRL and Champ Car and back to the Miatas. How'd you find Champ Car? Champ Car in 2013, a guy named Rob Greenwood said, hey, let's go do this Enduro Series thing. And uh, we didn't know what it was. So we took a Miata uh, down there to Homestead and ran our first 14-hour or 12-hour, I think, and um, had a great time. And I was kind of hooked from then on and kind of did it sparingly from 13, 14, 15, 16 and then 17, 18 started to get serious about it. And then 19, we really started doing a lot of champ car. And Krispy Kreme came on, right, what, 17, 18, somewhere? Yeah, around? that's right. We, um, yeah, we, the family had a uh, Krispy Kreme franchise in Florida and um, got to know the um, CEO real well, the one before Dana. And uh, we started something with them and then Dana continued it. So yeah, it's been, it's been a blessing. It's been a lot of fun and I'm glad I get a lot of pictures every time somebody gets a jar with, with coupons and the, you know, the M&Ms and get a lot of pictures. So it's kind of cool. It's your secret just to try and get everybody fat so that you can beat them with your lightweight. 
Well, that's why we bring donuts, right? Because then you get stuck in the car and they can't really focus. It's like, oh, the sugar. Oh, we love them in the tower. I'll tell you. <laughs> we love them in the tower. Yeah, no, it's it's cool to see the 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 uh, coupons go. It's neat. So you guys just won. Um, what was the last race, Bill? I've the first before. race Sebring. that they've won was at Sebring last week. And and you oh. had you had an absolutely stout driver lineup. The multiple national championships. You've got an SCCA runoffs championship. Todd yeah. Lamb's a NASA champion. And Rob Hines, who I've known for years, is like is otherworldly. Um you guys, what blows my mind is not that you won last week in Sebring. It's that you've never won before that. See, we, I thought you had, but you, you've won class wins, not right. overall. Never overall. Yeah, no, not the, the elusive overall. We're in a Miata. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've gotten close. We've gotten a bunch of second place overalls, first, first in class. Matter of fact, the last five events we've gotten seven of trophies wow. so we had our 12-hour daytona we finished third overall um first in class um nola was a lot of fun it was a lot of energy there so uh <laughs> one but uh you know we had a little incident okay hold and on then, now uh, go don't don't brush over that <laughs> don't brush over that tell, you got a story there tell us a story yeah, we got a story so um we had a really good car at nola and it rained for 48 hours straight both days yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So the first day, um, we led most of the time, and then we had a, a gosh, what did we have? A, a tire get skinned, so we had to change tires. It took longer than it was supposed to, and we got a lap down, and Todd was Todd Lamb was in the car. Uh, he was about six seconds a lap faster than the overall leader with about an hour to go. He's 40 seconds behind him. And on the very last lap, he caught him in turn four, and they got together and spun the leader and Todd came around and took the the win. And from vo- both videos, both videos really showed something horrible. Um, we, you know, said, go ahead. That's fine. And then we'll get them Sunday. But this car broke on Sunday. So, yeah, so we got a, our, you know, actually it was the first fender bender I've been in or t- the car's been in. And I can't tell you how long. I mean, it, since t- we started racing, really, all the fenders have been on the car. I can't right. remember the time. It, it yeah. sucks though when you when something like that happens and you go back and look at the video and yeah, yeah, we kind of we probably deserve to not, not maybe a little of both. Home. I don't know. I never saw the video because I just stayed out of that. That was a that was a race director thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, she had her mind made up. Um, she did a great job. You know, she handled it well. Uh, she saw their video and I saw their video and I said, oh yeah, it looks like our fault. But here's my video. It goes, oh damn, looks like their fault. It really went both ways. Yeah. But um of course the third place guy was going, take them both out. Take them both out. That's right. That's right. Um yeah. So it's great. You know, seat time is fantastic. And that's what I love about Champ Car. You know, when you get two, three stints at two hours, hour forty five, it's the seat time, you know, at, at max effort is is pretty special. You don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Do, do you use the same Drivers on most races when everyone's available? Is that kind of the team? Um, Rob Hines has been the staple. He's always been there. Todd has his own team. Todd has three Porsches. Um, So when his car's full and when he can, he'll race that one. Um, And I've had uh, really good stand-ins, Louis Bustani. um, And a 
couple other really good drivers in the car that, you know, uh, Celine Roland, um, Rob Greenwood has actually driven the car um, and some, some really good drivers in the car. So we've been pretty blessed with that. And uh, I'm not, you know, I'm doing it for good fun. I'm not trying to make a living out of it. So it's, right. it's, uh, we've had some really good drivers. We had uh, Nick Broomey, who's another national champion in the mm -hmm. car, Rob Hines. We've had uh, Tom Fowler. Tom Fowler drives with me a lot. Um, you know, he gets in the car quite regularly and does, you know, for 64 years old, he gets in there and he's like, how about just two people? I'm like, Tom, it's 14 hours. Like, well, two people are fine. We'll be okay. I'm like, Tom, that's seven hours a piece. And he's like, no problem. I'm like, Tom, you're 60 years old. Um, he's a blast. We love him to and, death. So, And I don't think people realize how quick he is, right? Dude, Tom Fowler, um, Irish, you know, I don't know if you know Irish Mike, but Irish Mike, yep. Tom Fowler, um, both are quite a bit older than me and they both get in the car and two hours later, they're like, yeah, let's keep going. You know, um, Can I triple like, stick? <laughs> we don't have a cool suit in our car, so we don't use a cool suit. And, um, you know, it doesn't really get too hot in there. Cause we kind of have that half top, um, really good shielding on our exhaust. So the transmission tunnel and the exhaust don't get that hot. And, um, we have some really good support. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Linford is our tuner and he does a really good job. And, Jim Drago has done really good stuff with, you know, with other things that the tranny and the diff and, you know, all the other fun stuff. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good circle of experienced people that are way smarter than me and say, you know, you need this part and you need this part and kind of all comes together. So are you running a straight up spec Miata or do you have it a special car that you run for champ car? Uh, we don't run a spec. We run uh, similar. Okay. Um, the cage builder is, is East street automotive. Um, it's an NA with a VVT. I mean, it, people give me a hard time, but literally it's a $400 junkyard motor that we run. Um, we break them in like, like it's a brand new motor, hundred thousand mile. We don't even crack them open. And then, uh, uh, we have a really good tuner, Jeff Linford and, um, Jeff tunes them up and then we just keep running. They just get better and better. And then as the valve job wears out, you know, we'll send it off, get a valve job and get our Dremel out and start going to town to match port stuff and do that kind of stuff. But um beyond that you know it's just a fun weekend car oh it's a great fun weekend car everything is built to go a long distance we use all conventional oils we don't get into synthetics because we found that you know um irish mike is really good about talking about tearing and shocking and shock proof oil and tearing and and you know maximizing life you know if it's good enough conventional is good enough for uh yeah diesel truck driving down the road at 300,000 miles. It's good enough for my Miata for 40, you know, 14 hours. Right. Yeah, it's just heat that usually ends up killing that oil. So as long yeah, right. as you can keep the heat down and you know, yeah, you could, it could last. Right. And I mean, it's really interesting. <laughs> I mean, to tell you this, we ran Daytona um, on the tires and brakes and you told me this. Yeah. So 14 hours at Daytona finished second overall at Daytona first in class. Um, I brought the same tires and the same brakes because it's hard to get ST 43s right now. And they were about yeah. a quarter to half used. And we used the same tires and the same brake pads for 14 hours of Sebring, which we finished first overall first in class. So wow. we're literally using the same tires and the same brakes for two events, which is two insane. 14 hour events that were both in not great conditions. They were both hot. Yeah. Really hot. And we're putting down, you know, pretty consistent lap times. And I, I asked everybody at the end of the thing, I was like, okay, 
now we can talk about breaks since it's over. <laughs> What'd you guys think? And they were like, no issues whatsoever. So I'm like, bonus. That was really yeah. good. So, so, so you're using the Ray Bessis pads and what um, tires were you using? We're um, kind of interesting. I have a friend, Louis Bustani, um, the Kumo Exta V730 oh. just came out and yeah. didn't even have a reviews. But when I looked at the tread pattern, I was like, man, overnight me a set of those. So he did. And we ran them um, at Daytona. And he couldn't get another set because they were sold out. So we really didn't have another set to run. <laughs> we just said, all right, well, they don't look too bad. Let's throw them on the car and see what happens. And um, so they last a second. Is there another 14, 14 hours in them for the next race? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> oh, no, 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 they're done. They, I, he finally got two more sets in. So I went and picked them up today. As yeah. a matter of fact, I got two more sets for uh, 24 hours of VIR. Yeah, Sebring will, will cheese grate some tires, yeah. man. I mean, they'll, they'll, we, we have a set that would last, you know, we'd run the, at the time, uh, back when I used to race in the old timey days, it was the, the, um, Dunlop, um, oh, Potenza. yeah, 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 not seven. Potenza, yeah. no, the Dunlop's, the Riezas, the Reza, yeah, yeah. Dereza, yeah, yeah, the Dereza's and one race at Sebring and you could just see how, you know, the car slides, it's just like taking inches off the tire, right, so. Uh, yeah. 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 These didn't grade at all. They wore flat as can be. And the car handles pretty good. And the guys know how to handle it pretty well. And, you know, they don't cheese great stuff. And the, yeah, we've got the handle. And, you know, I spent the points on the uh, handling and not arrow. Um, as you know, my car is pretty, yeah, no whatsoever. I don't even have a wing or an under panel or even a splitter. Um, so, yeah, we worked on, on handling. So, um, and I think we got it pretty good. Well, who was it that said, Brian, who was it that said that Arrow just does something? Oh, I don't remember. We've, had, we've makes talked a, about an Arrow. It's a bad driver good or something, but, you know, they don't have Arrow. Right. They're right. kind of good drivers, maybe? No, they're pretty good drivers. <laughs> <laughs> People well, were they're... asking why you guys were like eight laps up on everybody. And it's like, because uh, they're good drivers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have you seen their resume? Um, yeah. So, So, Todd. You know, anybody who's watched the show knows, you know, I, I'm the SCCA guy. And this is kind of okay. like a, a UNP summit every Tuesday night that we do. <laughs> uh, but but y you've rattled off a whole bunch of names of guys who have, you know, pretty stout SCCA credentials. And yes. my question for you is, is are there a lot more SCCA guys running Champ Car and not admitting to it? Or is there is there just do we just the SCCA folks aren't doing champ car and they should be SCCA folks. Um, well, it's kind of interesting. So we've had, um, in my car and then some other guys, yes. Uh, two-time national champion, Jim Drago built a car for champ car. Yep. First time showed up one overall with my car, but, um, you know, he won overall the first time and that was at Barber. Um, Mike Novak has a, you know, a champ car, a Mustang. And it's uh, MK2 Motorsports. Dan Tiley, who uh, tie speed builds motors, is in Champ Car. Bunch of Rossini guys are in Champ Car. Um, uh, Tyler Brown, you know, Squeaky Moose Motorsports have run Champ Car a lot, and they still run SCCA. So there's a lot. Um, you know, we're going to the 24 hour, and some pretty big names are running with me. Uh, Greg Ira and uh, yeah. Jesse Prather. Yeah. And, you know, so those are some big names that are going to run my. 24 hours of VIR with us. Um, and they're really excited. You know, they're like, yeah, I can't wait. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of SCCA guys that are running 
champ car and WRL, you know, yeah, and yeah. WRL is a competitor, but, um, well, not of- really. We not oh. at one time they were, but not anymore. We're oh, sort really? of, yeah, we're kind of partners when it comes to, you know, when, they, when we have drivers that want to move up WRL, when you have drivers, when he has drivers, RJ finds drivers that need a little bit more seat time, sends them down to us. So, yeah. and it's, we work with them and Hey, when you're ready to, to move up, there you go. WRL is a place to go. Yeah, we ran a full season with Irish Mike's Racing in a TCR car, and that was something. That was it's some pretty serious racing. Yeah. Um, the cars there are where you know IMSA GT cars and 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 WRL cars and SRO cars go to go to relive their life. It's yeah. um, you know we were running on two hundred treadwear tires in a TCR Audi. Uh, you know we ran average two hundred three lap times 201 wow. down to yeah. 201 you know and you know seven or eight years ago to get in the uh 24 hours of vi 24 hours of daytona in the imsa level it was a 206 you know so yeah. fast forward you know that car was a 2019 tcr audi lms4 on 200 treadwear tires running 202s right, um yeah. you know, we led most of that race um so yeah it's uh it's come a long way on 200 treadwear tires so um you know in sebring we were it was it was ballistic fast, you know, yeah. crazy because that has a ton of arrow. But, um, uh, but yeah, there's quite a few SCCA guys running Champ Car and vice versa. And I, th- I think it's getting more each year. Um, you know, yeah. s- sometimes I've I've actually had people walk up to me and go, "Why do you do that Champ Car thing?" You know, and I'm like, "Well, it's fun," um, <laughs> and and they're good people, and and I bet you a lot more of your friends are doing it than you think. And 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 I tell them to go look at the results of some of these races. And they can find me in a couple of weeks later. There's a lot of SCCI guys doing this. I'm like, yeah, there are. It's it's, it's about seat time. It's, it's fun. Not exactly. Really about where you go. It's about getting that seat. Well, well we were in, um, you know, in 2019, we were running the 24 hours of EIR. Uh, I got in the last two hour stint. We had the 30 second lead over second. On the last lap, we both ran out of gas, and it was a 10 second lead over 24 hours. You know, yeah. 14 hours of Charlotte, I won by six seconds. Um, the third, second place car was on our lap. Um, I can go on. You know, Sebring, we lost oh, by... Wait a second. Which which oh. Charlotte? Charlotte, 14 hour, a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah, 14 not, hours or 12 not, hours. It, was. it wasn't the one... No, because that was... Uh, never mind. That was yeah, Bad we Brains that beat me. Yeah. Yeah, we were in Charlotte a while ago. We won by, you know, 10 seconds. And then yeah. Sebring, uh, New Year's... You know, we won, we lost our class by five seconds. So when people, when I start, you know, we, we, we won the Daytona 14 and our class by 10 seconds and third place was 30 seconds behind him after 14 hours, it's close racing. It's not, it's no joke. I mean, the top three or four cars are usually on the same lap and within 30 seconds of each other after 24 hours, 14 hours, it's no joke. So you're talking about finishing first in class, second in class. Yeah. Not the overall historically champ car has been the overall and that's right. it. Yeah. Just overall a few years back, we brought in the classes. There are some out there that really don't like the classes. What do you think about that? What do you, do you think it's a plus to have a, a class set up for, for champ car? Well, actually it's interesting. You mentioned that is, um, and before Dana, it was, um, Mike, Mike, and he and I got fairly close and I said, look, I'm not going to race 14 hours because I don't have a chance overall. 
back in the day, I had no chance. And if you don't have classes, I'm out because I'm not going to build a BMW and I'm not going to build a Porsche. So I, I, that's where I actually ponied up my own money to start trophies for the different classes. And we, we picked up the tab for a class trophies for the year. And then he found a sponsor for B class trophies. So, um, it keeps people there. I don't think you'd have such a big crowd if you didn't have individual classes where people would actually go for a trophy. So, and the trophies are amazing. You know, the trophies are truly out of this world. You know, it's, it's what you strive for. You really want one. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think class racing in champ car is vital because I know, you know, we won the 24 hour. It was hard not to get a trophy because it's a lot of work. It's a lot. I've been so many times just outside that, you know, fifth place or, you know, second in class and so many times but yeah when you do get that trophy it's the best it's the best i mean i it's the best um you know and it's 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 really difficult to win one of these races people don't understand how difficult i mean it's it's unless you have a last name of huggins Huggins. (laughs) yeah Yeah. there you go or like um sailing um you know so uh i've heard some people say that a 24 hour 14 hour is like winning a national championship yeah you know, I mean, it really is. Incredible. Everything has to go exactly right to win overall, even in the faster cars, you know, the 240s and the, the E30s and the 46s. You know, well, there was a pretty stout field at Sebring. So for you to beat them with a non aero Miata, you know, right. just a VVT in it, and that's it. And we just kept catching, you know, hour 45 minutes, we caught a double yellow and it, we were right by the entrance. So we came in right as the double yellow hit. It was just luck. I mean, it really was when we started, you know, and that was a lap. And then we caught the double yellow again. It was another lap. We didn't do it on speed or overall. So is that something that you plan for that you know, okay, if, if a double yellow is coming out, most likely it's going to go code 35 because, you know, that's the time to come in and pit. Um, yes and no. I mean, if you're an hour and a half in, then all of a sudden you got to take another pit stop. And at the end of the race, you're really screwed. So we really try to go the two hours, but. You know, we only have 13 and a half gallons reusable, so we can only go, we've got, you know, to stretch it, we hour and 40, hour 35. So, yeah, when we we start looking forward about, you know, start slowing down a lot at an hour 30 to save it, see if we can get lucky. If not, we got to come in. So it's a little, it's a lot of strategy in a Miata. So who does your strategy? Is uh, it, I do. Because you have a lot. Oh, okay. Because you have a lot of people on your team that could do strategy. Well, actually, it's funny when we're in the car, um, we have a lot of, you know, we started, I started a business when I, when I sold the Krispy Kremes, we, uh, we started um, wiring cars, wiring race cars for a living, um, uh, Jeff and I, and we've started to got some, some pretty cool things in the car to help us out with, you know, fuel usage, fuel burn, let you know how much fuel you have left, really accurate stuff through the injectors, you know, so the injectors tell us how much fuel it's burned and then a little gauge on the dash and you can reset it and it tells you, you know, and I got that from the TCR car. TCR car had all that stuff in it and it really helped on fuel strategy because, you know, every lap you're burning a quarter gallon, you know, or 0.28. And then when you're under double yellow, you're burning less. So, you know, it really helps you let you know how much fuel you've got left in the car to say, do we take the pit stop at an hour or do you want to wait? So it's helped out a lot. Yeah. I would think that um, you'd be able to get to that two hours with a nice full course yellow for 15 laps, 10 laps, five laps, three laps. That helps, right? It definitely helps. Yeah. yeah. You can leave it in fifth gear and kind of idle around and, and save some fuel. But, uh, 
you know, we had a full green stint in one of our yeah. stints and it bucked at a buck 28 and an hour 28, my, my me out a buck. I was like, uh Oh, I'm coming in, get ready. Oh, we're not ready. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm coming in. <laughs> yeah, we're out of fuel, buds. You know, didn't expect that, but we, we went full green for like almost two hours. It was a long time because I remember because I'm doing the log and I'm looking at the log going, should I say something like, hey, we haven't had a log entry in quite a while because, you know, that's how you get shit thrown at you. Exactly. <laughs> like a laptop. Get thrown. No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was, uh, everybody was finding their piece of cues. I don't think there were really any contact. There wasn't much contact. It was all blown up motors and it's funny it's really funny because when you're in the car and, and everything's going great and then all of a sudden it's like am i overheating the tires it starts to get really slick all out. right I'm like no i think somebody's blowing up <laughs> and then there's the car on the side of the road yep they were blowing up and, yeah. then, the car, and then the pavement drives up and the car's back to normal so. yeah shoot 15 minutes into the race we had uh, a team uh the corner worker called in yeah we got oil from the 400 mark all the way around to pit in Oh, right. like, oh, yeah, that's a long way. That is a There's a funny story about that. So uh, I was coming down the back straightaway towards 17, and it was lap four, lap five, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. So uh, Dave Twatty and his BMW is in my mirrors getting bigger. They're like, he's running you down. I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. So halfway down the back straightaway, a big, huge cloud of smoke, right? And I was like, well, he was on the line, so I'll move to the left. And I kind of went around the outside. And Dave, uh, Dave Twatty was coming out of 16 and he says, he says, huh, that's a lot of tire smoke. Huh. Todd's going to the outside. Oh, well. And he took the rig. He said he stopped five inches from the wall. He had to come in and change all four tires. <laughs> and his underwear. And yeah, his they, under yeah. So the, I didn't know it was him. So the, <laughs> the number, cause I guess he was spinning so much. The corner worker really didn't know what number it was. <laughs> Because they hadn't learned the numbers of the cars by that time. So it was like unknown number. And I'm like trying to write all this down, trying to figure out who who left the oil down. You know, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, everywhere. Yeah, it was really. Yeah. But, you know, they did a good job cleaning it up. And then we went back to green. It really didn't bother you at all anymore. They got most of it. They got all of it. So, Todd, when, when you got guys like the, the level of talent in the car, what what's the competition amongst you all like? Um, cause Rob's pretty mild mannered. You, you, you seem to be pretty mild mannered in our discussion here. It's not, but I also know that when we put our helmet on, sometimes we become completely different human beings. What, what's the competition like amongst you guys? Oh boy. Um, we get in, uh, it basically kind of goes like this, get in, do your fast lap and back off whatever your lap is back off a little bit. So, um, it's really funny. I was talking to Mr. Lamb today, Todd Lamb today, and I said, you know, my fast lap was a 38.3. His fast lap was a 38.4. And Rob Hines' fast lap was a 38.5. We were all within a tenth over, wow. you know, 14 hours. And I ran my fast lap in the last stint, you know, which was 12 hours in. Um of the of the uh, you know 14 hours in on those brakes and those tires and i'm running three or two two three four you know laps within the fastest lap of the whole race um so the car was still really really good at the end that's the beautiful thing is i've uh, done a done a lot of uh imsa two car gsst type racing and never really get into a car that's 100 percent right so you get in a car as a second driver and the steering wheel is like this 
you know, it's like, um, it's supposed to be like this. The pedal <laughs> is really, really soft because they burned it up. Um, this car with these guys, you get in after 14 hours and the pedal is still hard. The steering wheel is still straight and everything. It really works well. It's pretty special. I don't think we've had anybody on Bill that's, that has said that. <laughs> no, we haven't. Well, I mean, Tim Elliott's asking, you know, what if you do the flat, the, the FTD on the last lap of the stint or you try to do your FTD? That's usually when people get into trouble. Yeah, no, um, it was, an, it's just, when traffic's right and you catch it just right, those are usually your fastest laps. You know, we all we all averaged in the 40, 41s, but when we... But you're not going for the absolute fastest because you're trying to keep the car together and give it to the next guy with at least some resemblance of a race car. Yeah, no, we never do. We always, we're all endurance racers. We all get it. And it's never 100% in the car. You know, it's like it, the rule is third, fourth, and fifth, never second. I don't care what traffic you're in, second. Um, you know, and we short shift at 6,500, you know, we've got a short shift at 6,500 and if you have to take it to seven, you know, but don't, um, seven grand regularly. Yeah. No, not regularly. So, um, and it's funny when we've put some guys in the car that are really, really fast and, you know, an hour and 10, they're calling in, I'm out of fuel. I'm like, ah, seven grand, huh? (laughs) Look at the data. Oh, second gear, huh? Yeah. Okay. I got it. So, um, but the other guys at hour 48, you know, an hour 45, they're, they're, they're taking care of the car. They're revving at 6,500, not using seconds. So, so, um, so how many champ car races have you guys done? Just a, an estimate. Um, oh my gosh. What a bunch. Uh, probably 30, 30. And how 30? many were you running at the end? Uh, just an estimate. 27. That's just nuts bill i know i mean that's conservatively 300 hours of racing yeah and it, and that's kind of always been known throughout you know that was part of champ car selling point is how many hours of racing do you get versus you know some of the sprint racing well but my, my point is with this level of obvious um, a miata is a pretty hard car it, right it's right. tough but with with the level of talent that they put in the yeah. car to be able to complete 270 hours of 300 hours of racing. That's something. Right. Oh yeah. That right there. The finish line. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Th- that is just one heck of an accomplishment, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty special. I was just thinking maybe 25, but yeah, like, Even, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, pretty special. Still yeah. pretty good. I mean, if yeah. you're over a 50% average or 500 average, that's awesome. I don't play baseball. So I think that's, uh, I, I watch C- or CNN, not CNN. ESPN the other night. I think they said 500. That's good, right? Yeah, 500 is really good if you're playing yeah. baseball. <laughs> you're in the Hall of Fame. It's like, or uh, even racing. Ba- so. Baseball players and meteorologists are the only ones who can be right 33% of the time and end up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> funny about Todd was <clears throat> I didn't know. I, I don't research all these guys that race with us. Somebody will come up to me and say, You know who that is? I'm like, Yeah, he's the driver of 65 over there <laughs> or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. And I was watching some, a race that you were at, Brian. You were commenting on yeah. uh, with your broadcast. Something, what do they call it? The the runoffs? Yes, the runoffs. Yeah, the runoffs at see, VIR. See, how, see what I have to put up with, Todd? Yeah. Always, always being trolled. The, I'm watching this thing, and it's like, Todd Burris, second place. Todd <laughs> Burris, second place. Todd Burris, first, third place. Todd Burris, last. I mean, you spun or something, and you got hit. I'm going to yeah. say you got hit. But I'm like, Todd Burris, I know that guy. And... 
sure enough, it was you. And I was like, holy shit. So I did a little bit of research and there you are at the top. We should have started the show off with this. because Everybody <laughs> already knows he was national champion. But yeah, I mean, it's like, and not knowing that Todd Lamb was some sort of champion as well. Or the other guys on your team. When Bill, when we talked about Sebring last week, Bill said, yeah, you know, the team that won had Todd Burris, Todd Lamb, and Rob Hines. And I'm just sitting there just stunned. And he's, Bill's blathering on and blathering on. <laughs> and I'm Googling and Googling real quick because I know that all three of you have national champions, championships. But, yeah. but Bill hasn't mentioned any of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Bill, these guys are, are like world-class racers yeah. of our ilk of racing right and um and like Bill, bill's like has no idea <laughs> no clue it's you great. know uh, yeah you know, going like back that. to him world challenge remember the back back in the days i mean it was it was pretty special we won yeah. six world challenge events in 2010 sat yeah. on the pole and won all six events so it was pretty cool you know chip hair yeah. uh chip Hare was on irish mike's team um he went to uh canadian motorsports park sat on the pole both days and i think got first and second uh, you know, we won, we were sat on the pole both days at St. Pete, won both days uh, for in a VW, you know, VW, GLI and SD. And then uh, same as VIR, you know, sat on the pole both days. So it's been a long, fun career. Um, and like I said, totally blessed to, to be able to do that. But, you know, go back to just back it up a little bit. Eric Foss, you guys know Eric Foss. Oh, probably yeah. wrote. Um, Eric Foss was uh, instrumental and I'll never forget it. He, uh, he said, Never, ever put arrow on a car until you've absolutely maxed out the suspension, you know, rake, toe, camber, caster, uh, thrust. Once that's all right and you can't go any faster through the corner, then put the front splitter on and see what happens. You get a massive push, then try to balance it out with the wing and see if you go any faster. You don't go any faster, take it back off because in a straight line, all you're doing is slowing yourself down. Right. So, um, you know, and it, it, those, I was sitting there with a really close, um, racing friend and I, that that kind of sank in so uh it really kind of said you know and and literally all the aero you know in a miata we ran a supercharged a turbocharged all kinds of different miatas in different forms and um you know the only place i ever really got killed with aero um was turn nine at savannah and that is almost an 85 mile an hour corner and turn one at sebring where the aero really take shape you know anything under 70 ish miles an hour arrow in a miata arrow in different cars really you know you got to really know how to drive it and trust it but um it really doesn't affect it much until you get above say 60 70 miles an hour for arrow i mean, to so, I mean look at look at ed i mean ed has no arrow on his car actually ed really doesn't have a car he has an engine with some sheet metal wrapped around it i don't mean to go after the guys with arrow but <laughs> no 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 i will Wait, I'm an arrow guy, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's true. Cause you know, the more and more I, I, I've been to a lot of races in champ car. I mean, a lot, way too many. And you see guys out there winning with arrow. You see Huggins out there, one car with arrow, one car without arrow. And you know, they, they both take turns winning. You yep. have uh, a couple of weeks ago, you had um, the uh, danger racing guys with their SC 300, no arrow, just a flipped upside down trunk lid you know to make, give it a little spoiler make it look a little racy and again no arrow ed wednesday tona no arrow so yeah infinity so, ed so using oh. that theory todd of you know max out your suspension make sure all that's up and doing what it's supposed to be doing and and obviously you've done that because you, you're you're doing pretty well 
Did you do all of that and then try the arrow and take it off? Have you actually even tried it? Yeah. So like at Daytona, um, we run the LRB panel okay. and we take some other stuff off to make the points work. And then we'll run a little bump spoiler in the rear and claim both those. We found that, you know, our, um, our car kind of stops at 128 miles an hour and then put the LRB panel on and the little bump spoiler and it kind of goes to about 136. So we'll pick up eight, nine miles an hour in a straight line and mile an hour or two in the bus stop. But that's, you know, in the infield, it's same exact miles an hour. Right. What is an LRB panel? Uh, LRB is a little guy that cuts uh, flat aluminum panels for Miatas and different types of cars that um, will make a flat bottom out of the ah, Miata. Okay. So yeah, it makes a flat bottom and some other interior parts. Cool, cool little shop. LRB, I'm not LRB.com or something. Cool. $180, $200 for a flat panel on the Miata. And that that really helps. It takes you up to 140 Got to about one. Yeah, 138 pretty regularly at the Daytona. Wow. Yeah. I was only kidding, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 136, and when you get a good draft, you can kind of keep up because the arrow's really, you know, you got a flat bottom on the front. Sure. But no spoiler or anything. It's just the regular front little lip on the Miata. Bill, you, but, got, you got anything else for Todd before we let him go? Nah, I think uh, when are you going to race it with us next? Uh, oh, at VIR, you're coming up. Yeah, VIR 24. Yeah, we've got some celebrities coming with us. It's pretty crazy. Uh-oh, can you tell us who, or, or is this all super stealthy at the moment? No, no, no. I think I mentioned it at the beginning. It's uh, Greg Ira. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jesse Prather and Rob Hines. Nice. That's a so, good yeah, group. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a good group, and we've uh, we've been working hard on the car since the fourteen hour. We've got a little problem with the VVT, but Jeff's on it and figuring it out, and we should be good to go. Now you know it's gonna be pretty cold up here. It's probably gonna be in the nineties compared to what you're at in Florida. <laughs> compared to the hundred and five it was today. Oh my god. <laughs> or the hundred and five it was at. Sebring 14 hour. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. I was 68 where I was at. So I don't know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah up in nice. the AC. <laughs> up in the AC. Um, yeah. They said, why aren't you on pit lane interviewing these guys? It's like, no, no, no. Not in my contract. Not in my contract. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Any, thank uh, you very much. Yeah. Thank you saying, very much for joining us, Todd. Before we let you go, any sponsors, significant oh, yeah. others, anybody you want to thank? No, just, uh, you guys do a great job. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Champ Car is awesome. Um, you know, everybody who sponsors it to make it happen. Uh, Discovery Parts and Tire Rack and, you know, all those guys. So I can't I can't tap your face. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd it's always fun. wanted to do that. Most people would punch me. I, I knew Todd wouldn't punch me. <laughs> it's good fun. I really enjoy it. Hope you do it for quite a long time. There you go, man. All right. Good. Thanks for having me on. Todd Burris hey, from you, Todd. Uh, our, our Sebring race winner overall. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll catch up with you down the road, I'm sure. Perfect. Sounds great. All right. We're going to take a quick break, uh, Greg. When we come back, or Greg, uh, yeah, Bill, whatever my whatever name, your is. name is. Bill, when we come back, we've got some stuff to talk about Houston and a couple of other things. So stay with us. We'll be back here in just a minute or two. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 
All right, welcome back to Inside Champ Car. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. That was a ton of fun, Bill. Yeah, he's pretty cool, man. Yeah. He's uh yeah, it, personable, enjoyable to be around. Yeah. Um yeah, just a good guy and tough racer. Really yeah. tough racer. No and I was really glad to see them do well at Sebring. Yeah. So good stuff. Speak speaking of doing well, so you <laughs> went off and did a autocross and a road rally with your daughter this past weekend. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Well, first of all, I had a ton of fun. I mean, it, it was anytime your kid, your teenager says, I want to go do something with you. I'm like, okay. You do it. Yeah. You yeah. just do it. <laughs> Cause that may, that could be the last time they ever want to yeah. do anything with you. No. Yeah. Um, so we went and did a road rally for those of you who might not know what a road rally is. It's, it's on regular street roads. They give you a list of instructions. And you're trying to do the instructions in the exact time that they tell you to do it. So if you're a second like a TSD. over. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So if you're a, every second you're over or under is a point, And you're trying to end the rally with the least number of points. So it was a 39 stage rally. And uh, we wow. ended up with 34 points. Um, and lowest score wins, right? Lowest score wins. There were a couple of zeros, but both the people who got zeros have like these fancy computers and uh, and all that kind of. So they were in a different class. You just uh, had a math major with you. Uh, math is not our family's best subject, <laughs> um, but uh, but we followed the instructions well, and uh, and we had a great time. We won the novice class. Oh, cool! Um, and we weren't the only car in the novice class. Let me put that out there. There were a couple okay, of other cars. Really good. Um, but we had a really good time and, uh, Alex is like, well, we should do another one. I'm like, okay, we'll go do another one. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday I went and did my first autocross in gosh, probably 30 years. Yeah. 19, a lot harder now, isn't it? Um, it's not, it's different. <laughs> I had street tires, which is not fast. And, yeah. um, and a Honda a fit noise. and a Honda fit, which is not the best class car for the class that I'm in. E-spec. Uh, well, it's not a beast. It's just a regular oh. stock Honda Fit. If it had all the B-spec stuff, it'd be much better. Um, but um, I improved throughout the weekend, and um, I had a good time, and I learned a lot. And uh, I'm w really wishing that the sticky tires that I have coming were there for this weekend. Uh, they're on a truck somewhere between here and I don't know where. Um, but they'll be here for the next event. Had a great time. So Cool. Very good. Yeah, yeah the last time I autocrossed, Ray made fun of me the whole time. Why? I got lost oh. <laughs> in the sea of cones in the middle of the track. Yeah, it, it's a whole different deal when you have. Well, no, no, you, no, no. You don't understand. Oh, you were like Ray was doing the announcing oh. for the autocross. Ray yeah. knows me. Yeah. And Ray made fun of me. Yeah. Massively for yeah. the next. I don't know. How long are you at an autocross? Five hours? Yeah. 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 My wife and daughter wanted to die. Oh, that's awesome. That's how bad it was. <laughs> but I did beat my son. I did get my last run was good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I um, I only had one DNF. I think maybe well, there was one on Saturday, which was a practice day, and I think my and my first run on Sunday was a DNF. That was the competition day. But then I had three clean runs. Did you get a red flag? No, I didn't DNF that bad. Yeah, I, I DNF that bad. No, no, no. I I just I'm not trying to outdo you, by the way. No, no, that's fine. I'm happy for <laughs> in this situation. I'm really happy that you've outdone me. Um, no, no, I uh, I just missed a gate. Um went around the wrong way and uh, finished the rest of the course like it was supposed to be. But, uh, yeah, had a really good time. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that. There's a bunch of plaques up there back when I, in the 80s when yeah. I was an autocrosser, and I was actually really good. Yeah. And, yeah, 
Not so, anymore. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, so that was that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, people are the 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 minions are asking how an op, an op, opal update. I'm not gonna say what they call it. I don't like that. Well, the I, opal I update. I don't have the. I don't have the chat up, guys, or else I would tell the world yeah. what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> the opal. Uh, nothing. I <laughs> I had to mow this weekend. I had to do a bunch of other stuff because I'm leaving um, Thursday for MSR Houston. Um, not as an employee of Champ Car. I want to stress that to those people that are concerned about me. Um, I'm going as Racing Strong, and I'm going to take pictures for the folks down there in Texas and uh, see if we can get some good ones for you. Um, yeah, and then I'll be back, and then we head off to Colorado nice. for eight plus seven hours. We haven't been to Colorado in quite a number of years. And that's going to be fun. Chelsea's running that race. Dana's running the MSR Houston race. Um, I think I think Jimmy's leaving tomorrow. Um, so he has to be there on Thursday. So I'm not getting there until Friday. All right. And then we all regroup. I think we get a week off. No, right. we don't get a week off after um, Colorado. We head straight from Colorado straight to VIR for the 24 hours. Sure. So that's going to be all hands on deck with Champ Car employees. And, uh, Everybody will be doing a show from VIR. We will not be doing a show from uh, MSR Houston. I'm going to probably set up the marching ants. Um, I have it all set up to do. I've even got it scheduled. So um, I don't need to be in the tower to do that. So I can just set it up wherever. Right. Um, so any of you guys watching that, if I can set up a camera, I will, but most likely no, no on-site cameras. Um, but we'll see what we can get done. Then, uh, from Colorado, probably do the same thing. I might set up a camera there because I'll be actually in the place where I can keep an eye on it. Um, and we, sh we don't know if we have the bandwidth for it there. But and that will also be my first exploration of electrical cars. Oh, yes. You've rented one, haven't you? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't, as we get closer, I get kind of more I get anxious. I don't, I don't know what, why. No, no need it's to. It's a car. No need to. You'll be fine. You know, do I try and do one of those 1.6 second series of 60 <laughs> blasts and then have no battery left to get anywhere? Oh, or no, you, you'll have battery. You, okay, you I, can I, do I, one blast. You can do many blasts. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's Colorado. I don't want to get stuck on a prairie going, uh, Chelsea, can you come get me? Because they will never let me live there. You'll back. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to VIR. We have 66 cars. It's climbing. We, we were at 64 yesterday. We're at 66 now. I know we've got many more that are going to be signing up over the next few days. Um, 66 cars. That's getting up there, man. We're, we're getting close to uh, what we've had in the very past. Not recently. Recently, the numbers have been pretty low for that, but we think it was due to uh, restrictions on where people could go. Um, but, yeah. It's uh, going to be a good race there at VAR. That will be a full 24-hour coverage. Uh, Polly, Tiffany, myself, uh, maybe Brian. Um, we, we, we still have to talk about that. And David Haynes from Australia will be joining us. Yeah, I seem to think that I might have an autocross that weekend, but I think it's just Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, yeah. Well, we'll and, dip you in. Know, we're racing on Saturday and Sunday. I know. So, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I'll, I yeah. should be able to do something. Yep. So. so and it's not like we're relying on you to sit there and talk for 24 hours like we are Polly. <laughs> well, maybe if I can jump on for a couple of hours, Polly can go take a nap. Yeah. Well, nobody would be able to control the camera, so That's he controls okay. everything from there. But yeah. Give us one camera, and we'll talk. <laughs> there you go. I, I think we can make that work, because Polly yeah, needs to can. sleep, too. Yeah. Well, he gets the overnights. That's where we take over. Okay. So 
And the great thing about YouTube is that they can only you can only record X amount before it stops, and right. it just keeps recording the end, but you lose your beginning. So we end up usually doing a two-parter okay. or three-parter. So we do once we get the early evening, like somewhere around eight or nine o'clock. Polly will go get his beauty sleep. We'll stop the show, and then I'll go on and run the show from VIR, and then um, then run it overnight. Polly then comes on. The plan is always seven o'clock, but usually around five when there's nothing being said because we're talking in our heads, you know, because <laughs> you, you're just without sleep. Yeah. Um, then Polly jumps in and kind of takes over and uh Tiffany just keeps going, you know, cuz yeah, she's she's like the energizer bunny. Coffee. Yeah, yes. So um but yeah, it's uh it's tough. Yeah. I used to love doing it with Doc cuz Doc uh yeah, Doc would just fill him up with coffee and he would just go 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 and then he'd start <laughs> to see him go. Then he'd just fill him up more coffee and he'd pick back up and go yep. go go. So, till the one time I did and then they got one picture of it. Put right. a 404 page on Champ Car, and you'll see that picture. All right. All right. So um, we want to talk real quick about we have five minutes left, six yeah. minutes left. Let's talk about something that is uh, near and dear to my heart. Back in uh, 2015, 2014, yeah, 2014, VIR 24, um, I, I'm, the, I'm the car owner, one of the drivers. We had issues because, you know, Toyota MR2s always have issues. But we started out pretty well. Um, we're able to get the car in the top teams and then, you know, one thing after another, and you're working on the car, you're, you're trying to wrangle your drivers and get everybody doing stuff. And you just forget about yourself sometimes. And, uh, I ended up going down the back straight and I've told this many, many times. I know you guys are growing tired of this, but I, I still want you and, you know, to look out for your team, uh, look out for yourself. Um, I started making really stupid mistakes late at night. And uh, it was like two o'clock, well, one o'clock in the morning, something like that. And um, I was thinking about work, going down the back straightaway, doing 120 some odd miles an hour up the S's, um, thinking about work. And it's just like, what the hell, Bill? And then uh, down the back straight again, thinking about work. Down the back straightaway. Whoop, whoop! I did something there. I hit something. There we go. Yeah, and, you did something. And um, keep going. I just, yeah, it sucked. I mean, it was just like I don't know what's going on here. And I went around again, and same thing a couple of times. Just had to snap myself out. And as I'm coming down uh, the um, hawk pen, S's, the uh, started raining, and I just I wasn't focused. I didn't know what I, you know, went off track, tried to come back on track, and basically lost the car straight, almost t-boned a Mustang I just passed, and uh, straight into the wall. Uh, I ended up getting a concussion, a brain bleed, and it was not pretty. And one of the th- one of the things we found out was I was severely dehydrated mm. and we have the high humidity in Virginia. We have the high heat. I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, there's just a lot going on during a race weekend and you just got to take care of yourself. And one of them is drinking and not drinking beer, not drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. but drink water, um, you know, fluids, uh, sport drinks, lots of sugar, probably not the best thing for you, but um, lots of water and you should start hydrating way before the race. Yes. Not just that race day or whatever. Not even that race weekend. You should start yeah. Thursday or Friday, even Wednesday. Um, if you don't want the sugary sport drink stuff, there's a couple of uh, alternatives um, that are just electrolyte tablets. There's no, they come with maybe a little flavor or no flavor, uh, but it does all the stuff that Gatorade does without the sugar. 
Um, you pop them right in your water bottle, shake it up, um, and then down that it gives you the same benefit as the Gatorade. So, um, yeah, not and not just drinking too, but eat. Yes, eat something. You know, eat food. You know, we tend to be. You know, it's amazing. You think, oh, I have two hours between stints before the next car comes in. I got hour 45. That goes by a hell of a lot quicker than you think. You know, you've got to get your fuel jugs filled and everything. One thing that uh, I found online was, you know, most of us have smart watches or some sort of phone or whatever on us yep. that will have an alarm. Set an alarm for every hour, you know, or every half hour. Drink and rest and do stuff and, and do get some sleep. Um, I always had this fear of falling asleep because when I woke up, my car was sitting next to me. For real. So, <laughs> and it wasn't because the race was over. Yeah. So I always had this fear of sleeping, which is probably a bad thing to do. Right. You know, bring, bring people to help you and, and stuff. But with the heat going across the country this weekend, next weekend, uh, some of us are going up to Colorado that have never been in altitude. Yep. Um, you need to start drinking now and getting ready for it. The altitude, I did a high altitude research test back in 1980, summer of 1980 in Mammoth Lakes, California. Mile, you know, is 10,000 feet up or something. I don't know, it was forever. I forget what the altitude of, of uh, Mammoth Lakes is, but spent a summer up there with San Diego State, and um, it taught me a lot about altitude yeah. and what to do and what not to do. So uh, make sure you guys uh, prepare for it because you're a mile high up there. Right. So, And it, it really helps if you have the people to get yeah. somebody who's not a driver and who's not the guy in charge. And sometimes yeah. the guy in charge isn't the driver. Um, but if you have a, a let's say you have four drivers and a, and a person in charge, a fifth person should be there. And that person's not sole job, but one of their big jobs needs to be making sure, talking to everybody, have you drank enough? Have you eaten enough? You know, do you feel okay? Um, and, and make that person responsible for making sure that people are hydrating and eating. Yeah. Um, because when you're busy, your mind's in other places and it's hard to, not everyone has the watch with the alarm on it and got, and it's got to, <laughs> the alarm's got to vibrate because at a racetrack, you can't hear the damn alarms can't anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but I mean, make sure that you've got someone on the team, you know, uh, a, a team mom, you know, doesn't happen to be a woman, but you know, any, any kind of team yeah. person, but uh, who's in charge of that. Yeah. The, the last really hot race I did, my wife went down with us and daughter Yeah. and they're so job was to keep us alive and feed exactly. us and 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 make us drink when we were like i said we're focused right. and there were many times she would make me drink it right there and it was a huge difference towards the end of the day now we were only doing 60 miles an hour on the track but yeah. you know in the opal but it was a <laughs> huge difference in just how we felt and how we worked right um but yeah you know take somebody even if they're not interested in racing they may be interested in that helping you stay alive yep. um we have the 24 coming up uh, one of the other things too with night racing, you know, after, you know, after 12 hours, people start making stupid mistakes. And that was one thing that happened to me. I made some really stupid mistakes on track and I make stupid mistakes, but these are just like not normal, stupid mistakes. Right. When you see your driver making, you know, spinning off track, um, when you, when he normally doesn't, you know, he's maybe tapping other cars when he normally doesn't, um, talk to him. Let them know, hey, you know, if you're not feeling well, bring it in and and take care of your drivers, please, because uh, bad stuff can happen. And, and I've been on pit lane when drivers have got out of the car and there's just they don't walk. They don't even know where they're at. Right. And it's it's those hot days and your cool shirts. You know, a lot of guys run cool shirts with different types of electronic ones or just a, a big soda um, cooler with right. ice in it. 
um, those can get clogged and that water, we had ours clog at Utah and it boils when it doesn't road go, you know, sure, around sure. it boiled in my, it was, that was the hottest I've ever been. Right. I never want to see that again. I know that, uh, we've had drivers in Florida that happened too. So have spare coolers that work that are right. fully tested that, you know, you can hot swap out or whatever, but yeah, and don't try to drivers. power, don't try to power through, you know, if something's not yeah. right, come in and get it fixed and you know it's uh your, your health is more important than the finish of the race so yeah uh, and pouring water on top of somebody's head does absolutely nothing no get the water inside of them yes you have to have the water in you pouring it on your head does nothing i guess technically it makes you feel better but no get it inside you yep. so yep yeah right. yeah that's our and we're going to talk about this again over the next coming weeks because uh it is a big thing and it is something that that uh, it does affect a lot of our racers because we do do a lot more endurance racing than than maybe a lot of sprint racers do, and it's yeah. a lot different. You know, your third stint in, you know, yep. that in your yeah. So there you go. And uh, we're at MSR Houston this weekend. Um, if you we still have room for racers, so if you want to head over to Houston, come on in. Never too late, and uh, sign up to race. I uh, give Dana a call if you can only do one day. Give Dana a call. It's going to be hot but not as hot as we've been to before. So um, same thing with Colorado, uh, you know, come on out. Chelsea will uh, fit you in. We got plenty of room and uh, let's go racing. Sounds good. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of inside champ car. If you like what you heard or watched, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. So you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you shared all of this on social media, leave us a comment on the champ car Facebook page. New episodes every week. Bill Strong, Brian Polanski. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Champ Car Live on YouTube.